The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. <laughs> so you're, t- you're sipping from water. Well, you think it's a water glass, but it's just pure gin. Well, it's gin and soda. Uh. But, uh, man, if there's a way to get you to throw up at 5.30 in the morning, <laughs> it is that. There are plenty of ways to get you to there's throw up at 5.30 There's a lot. You know, usually it's morning. just brushing my tongue. <laughs> oh, I do that, too. Constantly. Uh. Whether I'm hungover or not, just... Yeah. Uh. Uh. Welcome to Sex and <laughs> Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm Jackie Zabrowski. I'm Marcus Parks. You know, I actually said, I'm, I almost said I'm Molly Neffel. But you crazy dog. That's page seven. That's a different show. That's that a was celebrity, yesterday. That was yesterday. It's our celebrity gossip show. If you've never listened to it, go listen to page seven. It's real fun. It's like a little slumber party with it the is. three of us. It really is. <laughs> with me and Jackie and our super political friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love making her uncomfortable. Oh, it's the best. Well, I am in, uh, I, I don't know if I've talked about this, but I'm in my last like two or three therapy sessions for mm-hmm. a long time. My therapist is going on like a, I think it's three months that she's going to be gone. Oh, going baby on, time. Baby time, going on maternity wow, leave. three months. Yeah, three months, which is actually fucking, Not that. most people yeah. should do that. We're, yeah. It's us, there's like two countries in the world that don't have maternity leave. It's like us and seriously Papua New Guinea. Wow. The d- <laughs> Although apparently they're trying to really bring in a paternity leave now as well. Paternity leave. Paternity leave. Oh. Yeah, which is nice. But I mean there's barely any maternity leave, so I don't understand why they're they're pushing that. Yeah, don't know if that's gonna happen. You know, they gotta get happen. they gotta get the ladies out. Yeah. Before you get the Because they're the, the ones that out. shot it out of themselves. <laughs> yeah, they need to sit down for a few days. Yeah, at least a few days. <laughs> yeah, really ice the tears in their vagina. <laughs> I don't know why It's just something I'll always think about When I think about childbirth Not even the pain while you're pushing it out It's the tearing of the vagina Yeah, it's the tearing of the vagina And the fissures (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget about the fissures So she's going away for like three months, and and I've been in therapy for a few years now, and it has been, you know, I say it again and again, that has been one of the most, uh, if not the most helpful thing to uh, my mental health, and for me just being sane, and for me being here today in this fucking room, and not back home, you know, not failing here in New York City or something worse. Like, it has been fucking, I mean, absolutely central to the entire process. But I'm in a real fucking good place, and I've been in a good place for a few months now. There have been some hard times, yes, but nothing ass-kicking. Nothing that's sending me down to the fucking ground. So I feel like, all right, I'm going to take a a break. I'm going to go away. You know, I'm going to take a break for a few months. So we're in our last few sessions uh, and we're trying to wrap it up. Uh, We're trying to. How do you even wrap something like that up? uh, It's just kind of like it's thinking about what I'm going to do to help myself in the next few months, what my routines are going to be, because, you know, this has been a good routine every every week, every Monday, every Monday morning I go, I start my week off with it uh, and then you know, I talk about what happened the week before and what's going to happen uh, the week after and how to process all those things. So now I'm going to have to process this shit 
on my own uh, because we're kind of through a lot of the big breakthrough stuff, a lot of the huge like, who am I? Right. Like, Which happens a lot, in the, especially the first six months of you being with a therapist. Yeah, six. I mean, for me, it was, I would say, the first two years. Yeah. It took a long time to really like some of the big fucking realizations and some of the roots of the shit, why I am the way I am, and more importantly, why I fuck up. And I think that's what a lot of therapy is about. Why do I fuck up? Where do my fuck-ups come from? Uh, And what is preventing me from not fucking up on a weekly, if not daily fucking basis? That's what therapy is about. So I think now I've got enough tools. It's pretty much building a toolbox. It's looking at all of your tools. It's like, okay, how am I going to use this tool that I learned? How am I going to use... how am I going to apply what I've learned to certain situations? But there is also kind of this kind of wrap up at the end of thinking. It's also kind of a retrospective, like looking back on all the things that we've learned over this period of time and all the things that I need to take with me in the future. Uh, and really this last session really got to the essence of, you know, as I've said before, you know, I, I suffer from bipolar disorder. Um, I'm a, a definite like manic depressive uh, and really looking at that and how to keep that in check because that's the dangerous thing for me. Like that's, you know, it's what we've said in the past is that manic is when you actively destroy your life and depression is when you let your life fall apart or destroy your life for the wrong reasons. Uh, and that's one of the big things that we really worked on because last week was a, an awful week. You know, we, we talked about it. You know, it was awful for a lot of different reasons. Uh, and it kind of hit me, you know, it put me down. And then Sunday, I popped back up again. Very suddenly, out of nowhere, for no real reason, just popped back up. And I started to feel like the pacing. Like, I need to get up. I need to do something. Man, you know what I could do tonight? I could get fucked up. Like, I could get super fucked up tonight. And I could go out and I could stay out until 4 or 5 a.m. And it would be fucking awesome. And then I have to stop myself. Like, oh, shit. Okay, I'm up again. That's a manic thing. Something in me, some sort of chemical in me is pushing me back up. And I can recognize that as an organic thing rather than an event or some sort of trigger that's pushing me up there. Uh, and, I th- and that was a, a, a word that, that my therapist used, organic rather than chemical. Uh, the, which for some reason that, that helps out because I think chemical, that kind of word seems outside of your body. Like chemicals live under your sink. Chemicals don't live in your head. Uh, and unless you're a neuroscientist and that's how you think a shit like that. I also think that chemicals can come off like when it's, when you're talking about your own brain as something that is scary. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a, I feel like it's a scary term in that sense where it's like, I have no control over the chemicals in my brain. I have no control over that. And I feel like that in itself makes you spin out. Yeah. But the word organic is something that's a lot more, it's a positive way of, uh, it's like even just in a word. It's a positive word. It's a a hippie word. It's kind of a, it's, it's a word that you can, it feels like it's a word you can touch. Which chemical is not necessarily... It more has to do with nature than it has to do with science. Yeah. Which I feel like, where it's like exactly something you can touch. Yeah, it's something you can touch. It's something you can, that you can wrap your head around and almost wrap your hands around. Uh, it's like chemicals burn, but organic you can eat. 
Right. You, know, you, you, can, you can compost it and it makes new life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that, that's fun. You know, that, that that's good. And, and so when, when a manic phase comes on, I immediately peg it as organic. I immediately say like, okay, oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I, I know what that is. I know how to handle that. I know how to bring myself down. But with the depressive side... I almost never recognize it as organic. I never recognize it as something uh, that I can pull myself up from. I always have to agonize over something. Like when there, when I'm in a depressive mood, it is agony time. It is time to agonize over this thing or, or that thing. You know, it's like it's always finding something to hold on to, and never, and I, I never think about that as an organic thing i always think that it's the end of the world that it's uh, that it is the the fucking end all be all that is real i am not imagining that that is a part of my life that i have to deal with that is something that is falling apart that i am letting fall apart and that is one of the most important things that I've taken away recently is that I have to recognize that when I'm feeling down. It's separating between what is imagined and what is real. What is something that I can shake off or something that I need to address. And really, in the past, something that me and you both do, it's writing it out. And that's what I'm going to have to do in the future. I'm going to have to write this shit out because once you write it out and once you really explore it and once you try to get to the root of it, sometimes you find, okay, yes, there is a root to this. There is something, there is a real problem here that I have to deal with, that I have to deal with. But most of the time you go down, you explore it and you find there's nothing there, that there's no root, that it's that it's imaginary. As I said in a billion episodes ago, there is no hand. You know, talking mm. about the little monsters, uh, little finger puppets at the end of the fingers that are little horrible, depressive thoughts. That There's nothing there. There's, there's nothing to hold those thoughts. There's, uh, there's no uh, solidness to them. And sometimes there is. Sometimes there is something solid beneath it, but most of the time... There isn't, and that is an organic thing, and that is something that I have to be very aware of, very fucking aware of, uh, but it is going to be a very reflective time for me and something that I have to look inward. I can't rely on someone else to pull it out of me or to help me pull it out. I have to pull it out myself. And it's a scary time. I'm it's a, hard. It's hard, and it's there's definitely going to be a transition time for me. But it's also very. Uh, it's kind of exciting as well. Uh, it's liberating. Yeah. I feel like it really allows. It's like sometimes you just got to jump, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just you know the net's there, and, and and it will be there, but you have to rely on it, and that's a scary thing to ha- have to do. Yeah, just like some people only take medication for certain periods of their life to get them through certain hard times or to just like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just what like I did. it's not something that you have to be on constantly all the time, but it is something that I needed it for a while. I took what it I I took the lessons that it gave me and now I'm going to have to go out on my own again. But luckily, I have a fantastic support system in both you and in my girlfriend and in my family and in my other friends. I have a, an amazing support system. So I'm not worried 
I'm a little apprehensive, but, but now, I'm not worried. You've been also given the the defense of the vocabulary of your brain. Mm. And I think that that's what uh, I found so interesting after going through years and years of therapy and also years of being on antidepressants and all different kinds of things that I, now I can put it in into words mm-hmm. rather than it just being this feeling that I have that I don't know what it means and I don't know why it is. However, you can, like you said, when you saw that you had shot back up, you have the vocabulary to understand now, no, this is what is happening mm-hmm. and this is how I can control it. Yeah. Because you have control. Not complete control, no. but you have awareness. I'm sorry, the word is awareness. Awareness. And that's what we're all shooting towards. The scary part is when you are aware and it is still something that can't be controlled, which I have often. And I understand how I'm feeling is not, it's not appropriate for what is happening in my life. However, sometimes you just got to wait it out. Yeah. And, and there's not a whole lot you can do about it. And there's a, a mystery to that. Like I was, I was talking to, to to somebody the other day that's that's been on uh, on antidepressants, and you know, and they're kind of and they're saying it's like, well, I have nothing to be depressed about. Like I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Like I don't, I have nothing depressed about. It's like that's that's just a fundamental misunderstanding of the nature of depression. Right. Uh, it's not that I have nothing to be to be depressed about. It's like, well, there are so many people that have it so much worse than I do. That's not what it it's is. Organic. It's organic. <laughs> it's organic. It's something that you can help. Yes, it is something that you can work on, uh, but it is difficult, and it's something that you have to uh, have some sort of vocabulary for. Like, as you said, it's, I, I think that's, that's a wonderful thing to think about. Uh, some sort of vocabulary. Uh, there, there's a power in names. You know, you know me, I'm a big fantasy guy. <laughs> you know, I love all, all the fantasy stuff, and it's like, I know your name, your true name. What's that from? It's like Rumpelstiltskin. Okay, all right, sure. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know once, Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, once she figures out Rumpelstiltskin's name, she can tell that little goblin to fuck off. Hell yeah. Yeah, I and mean, that, that I think uh, I think that's a, that's an apt analogy. Is that you go fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Rumpelstiltskin, can you go fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you can think of is these these little you know, and it actually does work as a as a great metaphor for for mental illness is that there's this evil little goblin that is making you do something that you don't want to do and you know that it's crazy that you're doing it. It's like why can't I why can't I stop doing this? I I just I feel compelled to do this. Why do I not know how to get rid of this? But then once you have vocabulary for it, once you have the name, then until that you can goblin, deal with it. Until that little goblin go fuck. Man, Rumble Silskin is so fucking scary. Oh man, there's something about gnomes. It's just so scary. Also, just like it won't fucking leave you alone. Get out of the house. I don't want to spin it. Come with me. It's time to spin the gold. Ew. Ugh. It's just. Ugh. It's so scary. You don't get none of the gold. Nah, man. I get none of that shit. <laughs> figure out that fucker's name. <laughs> Tell you what. Yeah. You know, once you figure out the name, and you're good to go. But I think you can do it, Marcus. I think this will also be a really good test to all our listeners out there that also aren't, aren't able to get help or or just kind of in between things right now, can't really afford it right this second, but know that, that it's on their horizon. You know, it's it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely get help. 
the second you're able to and and when you even think you need it or if you think you don't need it, everybody fucking needs it. Mm -hmm. And if I could afford it and if everyone could afford it, I would say everyone should be going to a therapist once a week. See, I don't think that everyone needs it, but I think everyone can use it. They can use it. They can use it for something. Yeah. <laughs> even if it's just for a little while. Yeah, even if it's for something. Even if it's for, it's like, you know, learning why you shouldn't stand in the fucking middle of the subway doors when the subway doors open up. You learn the lesson. You learn the lesson. You but go also, to you just sometimes, you know, it's nice to have uh, someone that is completely unbiased mm. to just bounce shit off of. And it really is, it's a helpful fucking backboard. Yeah. Getting that ball in the hoop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our letter for right. today. What are we going to call this lady? Mm, fruit juice. <laughs> Yay. She's going to love it. <laughs> she says, kind sir and madame. Ooh, I love that. I love that. Kind sir and madame. I feel like Thank a princess. Mm, I feel like a prince. You're never going to be a prince. I know. You're only meant to be a king. No. <laughs> says that, oh, please, from now on, refer to me as your grace. I won't. <laughs> You go fuck your grace. <laughs> she says, in the past week of binge listening since discovering this podcast via last podcast. Oh, very nice. Thank Hell you yeah. very much. And welcome everybody who came over from the horrible world of uh, Jackie's brother. Yeah, it is a, this is the opposite world. Welcome. <laughs> she said, I've heard a lot of things that resonate with me and have also laughed my ass off. So first off, thanks for doing what you doing. I'm hoping that you might be able to provide some sage-like advice on my situation. Here goes, in just over a year, I started therapy, got properly medicated for long-neglected depression, ended a dysfunctional relationship of 10 years, moved back with the parents temporarily after moving away from the ex, started dating a guy who affirms how extremely right I was to move on, moved to a great new house, and in the past week, I finally got a new job to shed the last bit of hell in my life. God damn, woman! Yeah! I love Love it. Fucking killing it. That's great, man. Fucking doing it. All of that said, having spent so long in an unstable relationship and pushing people away, not realizing how crippling my depression was, I feel so sickeningly alone. In the prior relationship, textbook codependency led to being shut off from forming my own life and circle of friends outside of the relationship. I'm beyond happy to have accomplished so many positive changes one right after another, but when it comes down to it, even though I am so into my new guy in the healthy, non-dependent sense, I know that I need to allow myself to form new friendships and interests outside of our relationship. I hate the thought of being a weird, lonely loser or relying too much on a boyfriend again. Been there, done that. So as someone struggling with a lifetime of depression, anxiety, low but growing self-esteem, and no true support system, where do I even start? I'm 34, so it feels pathetic to be so lost with something so fundamental, but how can I start to meet new people and form new friendships? Thank you for reading, and you go fuck! Oh, I'm so happy you <laughs> ended it with that. That's so great. I love it. I love it so much. Bish, you doing a great ass job. <laughs> I just have to say that right up top. You are fucking killing it. Mm -hmm. You are doing a great job. It is so hard to take those steps to better yourself, to change everything around, and you've done the hardest part. In a little over a year. You and it's in fact you did the hardest part right even at the very beginning. The choosing to make a change and to get yourself out of a bad situation is the hardest decision you can make in your life. Mm -hmm. And you did it. And now you're dealing with the real life shit, which this is, 
I hate to say it, the easy part mm-hmm. in comparison to how hard you've worked and what you've done and how like the hard decisions you've made to better yourself. Man, you got it going. I think that this is something that like it's going to take time, but you will do it. Yeah. Even just listen to this email. This is a hilarious, awesome email, <laughs> and I want to make friends with you. Uh, yes, I want to know you. You're obviously very charming. You're clever. Uh, you sound just like a very fun human being with a good sense of humor. Don't rush it. It'll happen naturally. You're starting a new job. That's where you make friends, dude. That is such an easy way to start. No matter who you're working with, Mm -hmm. you find people to hang out with. Yeah. And if you're excited about your job, then you're probably going to be working with people you like. Or at least have the same kind of interest in you. And then through them, you will also meet other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important thing to do is that now it's the taking a step back. You've got this great guy. You have a good, you know, it's not a codependent or it's not a dependent relationship. And so then you have at least two or three nights a week where you do your own thing. Mm -hmm. You go out. Go to a restaurant by yourself. Strike up a conversation with somebody. Go out with the people at work. Go get to know them. Go do karaoke and fucking sink and sing and hang out until three o'clock in the morning. But that's the time that now you need to carve it for yourself to work on you. Mm-hmm. And as far as interests go, you know, it's like those two or three those two or three nights a week. You don't have to go out. No, you can just fucking hang out with your. With your interests, find something that you like to do. But here's what I'll say. Just make sure that those interests aren't dependent on the internet. Right. Get outside of the internet. Everybody get outside of the fucking internet. That's, you know, I know yes. that's I know that's weird to say coming from someone whose entire livelihood depends on the internet. <laughs> yeah, but when you're not here, you're reading yeah. and you're working on other things. You've got your little clay figures. You do a bunch of other shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my bones. Oh, and I just bought a horse tail. There you go. Yeah, I man, I can't wait. I got a, I got a horse. I'm gonna do something. <laughs> with it. I got a horsetail, and I bought some, uh, some chalky paint, some Indian paint. How the Indians use it. Are you supposed to call it Indian paint? That's what the guy I bought it from called it. Interesting. Mm, but he was a white man. A uh, white man doesn't know. <laughs> it was at Two Bears Trading Post. <laughs> I bought both the paint great. and the horse tail. Oh, it was out in New Mexico. It was out in New Mexico. Okay, I thought you yeah, meant yeah. here. I was like, no. where is that place? No, no, no. no. That <laughs> was out in New Mexico. <laughs> they had a couple of really fun. They had some real fun taxidermy. I think I showed it to you. The two raccoons oh, and the yeah. canoe. They were awesome. Yeah, that's great. They sold like a buffalo skin jacket. Ooh. Uh, yeah, and buffalo horns. Because I talked to him, I was talking shop with him a little bit, and I think I'm going to order one of the buffalo horns from him online, ship it up here. I'm going to make a goblet out of it. That's a great idea. Yeah, that's my, that's my interest. And that's what you do. That's what I do with my time. When I've been I'm making alone. a lot of friendship bracelets. Ooh. And I've also got a bunch of jute, and I've been making flower pot what? holders out of jute. What is ju- jute? It's like a twine. It's like a oh. scratchy <laughs> twine, like a thick, scratchy twine. And I've been making these pot holders for my plants. Oh. And on the bottom, I got little beads hanging off. I've been fucking doing that. I've been doing a lot of that. I don't know where I'm going to put them. I don't know how I'm going to use them. Who cares? But you're that's doing the thing. it. That's what, that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I did? I got a book from the library of how to do it. Yeah. Because online, I couldn't, fi- I was like, I gave up. Yeah. It's it's, it's just everybody just stop. I'm t- I've been taking a huge break from the internet. Go to the library. You want to look something up? Go to the fucking library. <laughs> I just got a new library card, so I've been a big proponent of the library. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's one right by my house. And also, you know what I did? I fucking talked at the librarian about making jute fucking flower pot <laughs> for like 25 minutes. 
And no, she's not going to be a new BFF. No. However, I had a great time. We had a great interaction. Yeah, you had a great conversation with a stranger. Yeah. And there's something about that that's just fun. Like, just having a great conversation with just a stranger and then just being like, all right, see you later. Yeah. I'll never speak to you nor see you ever again. But... Have a good time. It was very nice chatting with you. I had a great conversation with an African man on the street the other day who was selling records. Now, it was great. He was, he was like in his 60s, and he was telling me about how he saw Queen at Madison Square Garden cool. like with Freddie Mercury cool. in his full cool. glory. He's like, he sat down, and he had the shirt, on and he did not have a shirt on, and he had the red lettered pants, and then he sat down and played Bohemian Rhapsody. And then the dude sung me the first verse of Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it, was, it was amazing. That's it was just great. like, just because I went and stopped and was looking at this guy's records, and he was just... Very nice and friendly. And I, I didn't even talk much. I just sat there and listened to him. That's a huge advantage, like, for Fruit Juice, that, like, it's like, you seem like you are an open person. Now that you're getting, this is the age of Fruit Juice, man. <laughs> this is your liberation. This yeah. is your time that, it, that sit and talk to somebody. Learn about other people's lives, because now is the time where it's like, that's what opens you up. Sitting and listening to somebody talk. You learn something new, and also it's about human interaction again, which now, you know, you're not hidden behind some piece of garbage anymore, mm -hmm. that you are able to be you, and you can talk to who you want to, you can do what you fucking want to do, and that's awesome. Yeah. People, so many people dream about what you're going through right now, and are too scared to take those steps, mm -hmm. and you just got to see all of this as extremely positive, especially now that with the therapy and you're on the right medication and you're doing all that shit where it's like, it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because you're not just going to immediately jump in. All of a sudden it's like, I got this posse. I'm fucking <laughs> loving this. Because also that would be a little much. Yeah. That's too much to just jump into that kind of thing. So just start slow. Just get out there. Have a good time. Explore, you know. I know it's like you're back with your parents, but it's like just. Oh no, she's out. Oh, she's out again. Yeah, she went. She moved oh, in right. with she the got the new place. Yeah, got the awesome new house. Hell yeah, house. Oh fuck. God, I fucking wish. <laughs> that or just take a walk around. You know, it's like getting to know the neighbors. Yeah, things like that. It's just it's simple, easy things, and then go for long walks by yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, that, like that is such a huge thing. For me, I, th I know I've talked about it on here before, mm -hmm. but it's like it's such a great way. No music, just walking around, just thinking. Yeah. And it really helps. It really helps you ask shit out. It really does. And if you're wanting to, I mean, uh, as far as the interest go, and I kind of thought of this talking about the, the old queen man, is go to like a record store or any kind of store. Like say you decide you want to get in a comic book. Go to the comic book store. Talk to the people that work there. Talk to the other people. I mean, maybe not comic book store because those guys are a little weird. But <laughs> they, Unless that's your fucking jam. And then... Yeah, I mean, I worked at a comic book store forever, and I loved it when people came in and talked to me about stuff. You know, they would, you know, come in and say, hey, you know, like, what what should I read? And if the comic book store is good, like, I ask them, like, hey, like, you know, I'm looking to get in, like, trade paperbacks, like, something that I don't really need a whole lot of... You know, a whole lot of prior knowledge to it's like I like these sorts of movies, I like these sorts of TV shows, I like these sorts of novels. What would you recommend? And whoever's working there, if they're good at their job, they'll tell you like, 
Oh, fuck. Okay, so uh, Preacher. Have you ever heard of Preacher? And they'll tell you about Preacher. Transmetropolitan. Have you ever heard of Transmetropolitan? If you like sci-fi or stuff like that, you can go and you can strike up conversations with people at record stores. Ask them and it's like, hey, what do you, what's blowing your mind lately? Or at bookstores or at video stores. It's like, or anything that you're into. Yeah, and at small stores, like small local stores. Mom and pop stores. Mom and pop stores. Those are the places where you're going to find the people, a lot of times the people who give a shit because they have a vested interest in keeping their job. It's not like a Best Buy where someone's just kind of going, doing their you job. You should buy and the nine-piece trilogy. It's like, you're just trying to get my fucking money, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck off. But anyway, that's... <laughs> I hate Best Buy. Yeah, I think we just got some weird Best Buy, like, hatred that we you, have yeah, inside I didn't know. You this. hate yeah. Best Buy, too? I hate Best Buy. I hate Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> Not the employees, it's just the, the corporation. It's just the whole thing. It's gross. Yeah, it's a gross place. It's a super gross I'd rather place. buy something that fell off the back of a truck. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah, but you can go out and you can find those people that work at those small places. And then, you know, maybe if there's someone else in the story, I'll strike up a conversation with them and they might tell you about a cool thing that's going on. You look at, like, the local rock shows. Like, look and see. It's like, okay, who's coming to town? Like, which band? See if there's any bands that you like that are coming up. And I've made friends at uh, rock shows before. And it's and that's the thing. is that Just because, like Jackie said, just that, like, when you meet someone, like, they don't have to immediately become your friend. You don't have to like force it or anything like that you can have a friend for a night and a friend for a night especially when you're feeling lonely can be makes such you feel so good makes you feel so good it can be such a confidence booster even it's like i have a weird grocery store by me that i go in all the time a lot of the grocery store clerks are fairly curt and i'm always a very i'm always like hey how's it going on <laughs> and there's one girl i saw and she was drawing all these really intricate pictures like right next to like her cash register and I asked her about it and I was like oh I was like do you do that a lot because it was really beautiful and her whole face lit up and she was like I do I, I do this all the time and and I've been going to these galleries and and you know if and she started going on and on about this like like she was just waiting for somebody to ask her about it and then she showed me all the she had like a little binder with her and she oh. was showing me all this stuff and she gave me one of her little print things she's like I'm gonna be famous one day and this is is all I want to do and my parents say it's just my my doodles and and which I laughed at the word doodles but <laughs> not <laughs> but her was, but doodles yeah. is a fun word but yeah. she was just you know probably, she's probably like 17 or 18 just yeah. like and I just was so like just the look on her face just because I asked her about it mm-hmm. and both your days were better because of it and, it and now every time I go into the grocery store wave at her and we talk and, and it makes I know it sounds silly but it's like it makes I like going to the grocery store yeah I like seeing her and I like talking to her about her shit yeah and this can have I mean and this is Advice that goes for everyone that's everybody, listening, right? like everybody. You know, I'm and, and there, there's just so many like small ways. You know, it's like making someone else's day makes your day better. You know, like that. That's just that. That I think that's a fundamental human truth is making someone else's day better makes your day better, and it as also well. makes you feel less lonely. Yeah, when you really feel like especially the human connection. I feel that here all the time when you're walking by millions of people and nobody fucking cares about your existence at all. And sometimes I just need to be looked at. Like I'm a human. Yeah. Just for just for a minute. You know, as someone that works in customer service, no one gives a fuck about me most of the day. So it's nice. Yeah. And it's just even those little things. And I can't, like, when you start making this job, man, you're going to make so many friends. 
You'll be fine. And don't think about it like, oh, I'm 34. How do I do this? Who fucking cares about age, man? Like, that's the thing. It's It's totally fine. Everyone, and you are starting over and you are starting over, man. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's such an amazing opportunity. And to anybody out there that was where she was a little over a year ago when she first decided, take this woman's story as inspiration yes that it can be done that no matter how bad it is it can be done you can come back from this stuff and you can make your life much fucking better it's possible so use it as inspiration listen go back and listen to the glee in this letter when i read this letter like go back and listen to the glee and the happiness that this woman obviously has in her heart right now and use that as inspiration but to both uh, fruit juice and to the people that we were just speaking to patience is the number one word yes patience do not get discouraged if you don't have the same joy in your heart that this woman had after a year over a year even if it takes you over a year even if, i mean hell it took me uh, in therapy it took me I would say two and a half, three years to feel that feeling, to feel that secure feeling within myself. It sometimes takes a very, very long time, but be patient, put your head down, put in the work, and you can make it there too. Hell yeah, man. But you go fuck. You go fuck. And that's the end of today's episode. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you got any uh, questions for us or if you want to comment on anything we've said today, uh, the email address is cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. And we will talk to you all next week. Hell yeah. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. <laughs>